Hello and welcome to COS Live. You can watch the original video broadcast live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern. Visit conventionofstates.com slash pod to learn more. And now, here's COS Live. Well, hello, COS supporters, and welcome back to another episode of COS Live. My name is Andrew Woodruff. I will be your host for this episode, and I am joined again by the lovely, the wonderful Rita Peters. Rita, it's been two weeks since I've seen you. It's great to be back with you. It is great to have you back. We really missed you, Andrew. And you're coming back to a lot of exciting news to share today. Yes, a lot of exciting news. And we get to interview one of my favorite persons we get to interview today, Rick Green, who is America's Constitution coach. He's going to give us his perspective on Joe Biden's vaccine mandates. He's going to let us know if it's constitutional, if it's not constitutional. He's going to give us all of the 411 on this. Uh, we also have an on-the-ground report from one uh, from California. We'll get to that in a few moments. We also have, as always, our Article 5 trivia giveaway question with COS Vice President Mike Ruthenberg. Mike, take it away. Wow, Andrew, I'm so glad to be here. Thanks so much for having me because this is going to be one of our best shows ever. Having Rick Green come and be a part of this show, I'm sure people will be sticking around as soon as they see him because of the compelling nature of what the guy knows and of what's happening right now. To get that insight of everything that's happening is incredible. And the question that I have today will fit really well into the show. This whole show is going to tie together about freedom. That's why I'm wearing a Hell No Joe hat. I have a Hell No Joe shirt on, and I want you guys to have one too. And you can, of course, go to shopconventionofstates.com and get your shirt right now. We have a new really cool one that says, Make, Come and Make Me. It's brand new. It's a couple of weeks out, but you can pre-order it right now as a hypodermic needle. If you don't believe in the mandates, I don't know what you believe about whether or not you want to be vaccinated or not vaccinated. That's up to you. The choice is and should be yours, maybe even up to the states. But we have a shirt that says, Come and Make Me. And we have the Hell No Joe shirt there. Oh, it's up there. And so you will find that there is some really cool stuff in the store right now. And you can win one of these Hell No Joe shirts or a Hell No Joe hat if you decide which one you want. Or, of course, head over there and buy it. And this question, there will be a lot of answers. A lot of you guys know the Constitution really well. That's what this episode is all about. And so I'm going to jump into my question today. And you guys know, 234 years ago, the Constitutional Convention was held in Philadelphia, beginning on May 25th, 1787. After a summer spent debating and drafting, the framers arrived at the final text for a new framework of government, which they signed on September 17th, 1787. That's Constitution Day. That's coming right up. The beginning of the document reads... We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. When we talk about the Constitution, people often cite their favorite amendment, as their favorite part, like the First Amendment and the right to free speech, or the Second Amendment and the right to bear arms. But what about 
the original seven articles in the Constitution. The founders designed a brilliant structure because they knew that structure was the key to protecting and securing the rights of the people. Here's your question. Get your fingers ready on that keyboard. In order, name the three branches of the U.S. government as outlined in Articles 1, 2, and 3 of the Constitution. And when I come back, I will give you those answers in order. In the meantime, let's get this show started. I'm sure you're excited, as am I. Over to you, Andrew. Thanks, Mike. Well, Rita, this past weekend, Convention of States volunteers all across the country were abuzz. They noticed huge surges in their ranks. They added tens of thousands of new petition signers to the Convention of States movement. It's absolutely amazing. We have now surpassed 2.1 million petitions, and we are on our way to 2.2 million. This is fantastic news to hear uh, what, what happened over the weekend. So exciting. These petitions, just so you know, out there in the audience, these petitions go directly to the signer's state legislator. So legislators all across the nation are waking up and seeing that their constituents want a yes for COS. Rita, why is this surge happening? Why are we seeing such momentum right now for Convention of States? It is amazing to see. And it is clearly an organic movement of Americans who are discovering that there really is a constitutional solution that's as big as the DC problem. And it's a solution that will work. The American framers mm -hmm. knew that this day might come and we need it now more than ever. We need to use this tool that they've given us. An article five convention of states is called and controlled by the states and has the power to limit the power, scope, and jurisdiction of the federal government. These amendments that we can propose in an Article 5 convention can shrink some of these federal agencies that have grown way too big, and it can eliminate other federal agencies altogether. Our Article 5 resolution, as promoted by Convention of States Action, sets the agenda for amendments on three topics, term limits on Congress and federal officials, fiscal restraints on the federal government, and limits on the power and jurisdiction of the federal government. That resolution has already been passed by 15 states with several more moving forward even as we speak. So it's no wonder that we've attracted the attention of dozens of big name endorsers like Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, Kentucky Senator Rand Paul, Ben Shapiro, Mark Levin, and so many more. You can find them on our website. But our success ultimately is up to everyday Americans like you. We need a total of 34 state legislatures to pass these resolutions in order to trigger that constitutional threshold, which is two thirds of the states. Learn more about how you can be a part of history in the making at conventionofstates.com. And don't forget to not only sign, but also share that petition. 
Mm -hmm. And Rita, you were just mentioning a moment ago that this all starts with the grassroots and that the grassroots is so important to this movement. So before we get to the big interview with Rick Green, I think it's appropriate that we share, we highlight some of the amazing grassroots reports that we have going across the country. This week for the COS reports, we have Tim from California, who's going to give us the scoop on what is going on in California right now. Tim, over to you. Hi, this is Tim Holmgren, Regional Captain Convention of State, and I am at a recall rally today. We are uh, hosting a table for a biblical citizenship as well as Convention of State signing the petition. And with me, I am so lucky to have Scarlett from the um, Patriot Academy Biblical Citizenship, and she has agreed just to say hello to all of her friends at Convention of States. Scarlett, thank you for taking the time. And talking with me. Oh my goodness, Tim, it's my joy. I love conventional states. I love what you guys are doing. I love how you all are honoring our founders that gave us this tool for such a time as this. We're blessed to have you all here at our Patriot Academy table, working together, me and Tim and Lars, working together, getting people to sign the petitions. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, we really appreciate the work that Patriot Academy does, and we appreciate the partnership between the two organizations. It's a perfect marriage. It's a perfect match. So I'm overjoyed to be a part of it. So is Rick Green. Thank you, Convention of States. Thank you for all you do. So we are getting petitions signed for the Convention of States, and we are getting people to sign up. For, uh, for biblical citizenship classes, which uh, which we offer. And again, this is Tim Holmgren, regional captain for Convention of States, uh, having an awesome time. We are collecting a lot of signatures. Uh, everybody, you need to get out and you need to host a table when there is some kind of an event going on because uh, it's amazing how much interest there is and uh, how many people are just clamoring to sign that petition. So do them a favor and, and put a table out somewhere. Uh, Tim Holmgren signing off. Thanks, Tim. Well, we are pleased to welcome back to the program Rick Green. He is a former Texas state legislator, and he is the man behind the groundbreaking TV series Constitution Alive. He also runs Patriot Academy as America's Constitution coach. And of course, he is one of our Convention of States endorsers. Rick, thank you for joining us and welcome back. Glad to be back and a great week to be with Convention of States for sure. Absolutely. I just want to jump right into our very first question because it's a hot topic right now. Yeah. I want to talk about the announcement from Joe Biden that he will be issuing a mandate that would require all businesses with 100 employees or more to get their employees vaccinated. Um, many of us at Convention of States and around the country are asking right now, is this mandate constitutional? Uh, recently, uh, Trafalgar Group, which partners with Convention of States, conducted a poll, and 60% of the respondents in that poll said they do not believe a mandate for vaccines is constitutional. 55% said it would set a bad precedent, and then an additional 50% said governors should take a stand and they should take mandates to all the way up to the Supreme Court. Um, Rick, as America's uh, as America's Constitution coach, is this new mandate constitutional? 
There is zero, big goose egg, zero constitutional authority for a federal mandate like this. And even President Biden said so back in January that he didn't have constitutional authority to mandate masks or vaccines. But uh, these folks say they don't have the authority and then they do it anyway. Uh, the only place you're going to find constitutional authority for this is in his very foggy, perhaps empty brain. Uh, and that of his handlers. Uh, they want to distract from Afghanistan. They want to distract from the, the failures of this presidency. And so they're using this uh, to do that, you know, and, and you're going to hear all these people talk about Jacobson v. Massachusetts and that somehow that gives the president the authority to do that. Uh, that is so far removed from our current situation with COVID. I'm so tired of hearing people say it. So just so that, that your viewers and, and folks are aware, look, Jacobson was 116 years ago. First of all, the Supreme Court does not make law in the first place. But even if you buy into the Constitution ruling America instead of the Constitution, this case was very, very different from what we're dealing with now. It specifically dealt with local and state police power, not federal power. It had nothing to do with a federal mandate for vaccines. And let's not forget that in the Jacobson case in 1905, they were dealing with a, a massive smallpox outbreak, which has a 30% case fatality rate. So it is 300 times more deadly than COVID-19. And the only punishment for not getting the vaccine was a $5 fine. That'd be $145 today. You didn't lose your job. You didn't have your business fined $15,000 per incident. Um, all of this is completely unconstitutional. And by the way, for all those people that that love to trumpet Jacobson v. Massachusetts uh, as the end all be all to all the COVID crackdowns, that case was used for forced eugenics, forced sterilization. Think about it. Holding women down and sterilizing them. That's what this Supreme Court case led to. So I am appalled that it's being used now for forced vaccination across the country. This president is wrong and it's absolutely not constitutional. I'll tell you what is constitutional. He does have the authority to fight COVID by closing the border. 220,000 people a month coming across 40% with COVID. These people don't care about health. They don't care about COVID or any of these things. It's about control. It is not about our health and our safety. And we should never, ever hear the words come out of a president's mouth. This is not about your freedom or personal choice. It's shameful and embarrassing. And it's only going to change when we strip the power from the federal government and give it back to the states. Absolutely. And I think the problem is people today seem to forget that if the Constitution doesn't specifically give a power to the federal government, it does not have that power. That's the end of the story. And clearly, as you said, Rick, the Constitution does not give the president power to do this. But many of us are wondering now, if the federal government can or can get away with using the deep state to force businesses to impose vaccine mandates, what is next? This feels like, and I think is, a gross misuse of power, a visceral infringement of our rights, both as American citizens and just as autonomous human beings. What do you think is the solution? Yeah, and Rita, you know, it, it, it started, I think the first big shot across the bow was the CDC and their eviction moratorium, uh, literally making the stretched claim that if you allow for people to actually collect rent or require rent to stay in a home or an office or whatever it might be, and you allow them to evict like absolutely the freedom of personal property and uh, you know private uh, ownership of property requires, that if you allow that, then we're gonna have all these people running around the streets spreading COVID. I mean, it's just a ridiculous concept that they're basing it on, but worse, there's zero constitutional authority for that either. 
Uh, so we saw that last year, and then we had a Supreme Court that was unwilling to strike that down back in July, and Brett Kavanaugh saying, oh, it's going to be over in a little while anyway, even though it's unconstitutional. I mean, we cannot count on the courts to save us. And so, I, I mean, I think the only solution, I'm not saying this because I'm on a convention of states video, the only solution is you have to strip the power back from the federal government. They are never going to give this power up. There, there will never be an amendment come through Congress uh, that is that is going to remove this power and clarify that the Constitution does not give authority for the CDC to do these things, doesn't give authority for the president to do these things. That The Commerce Clause is, is incredibly limited. It's actually intended to, to protect free enterprise, not to give the government power to micromanage and, uh, and, and to you know control commerce or now, in this case, force vaccines because it's crossing state lines. The virus crosses state lines. I mean, that's the legal theory that these people are basing this stuff on. It's not going to change until we do a convention of states and forcibly remove that power from the federal government. Now, there's some intervening things I think states have to do. Fortunately, 27 governors have said that they will fight this mandate. Most of these governors are all hat, no cattle. They're all talk. They're not going to follow through with that. Some of them, I think, will. I think Ron DeSantis absolutely will. Um, and once he does, then a few other governors will follow because they don't want to get lost in his wake as they have been for the last year. So governors are going to have to stand up. Legislatures are going to have to, to, to come together. Uh, I hope governors call special sessions to, to pass legislation, not just governor, you know, uh, executive orders, but legislation that says this mandate will not be enforced in our state. We will not allow it to happen and we will stop the federal government from doing it as well. So there's going to have to be some interposition here uh, on the state's parts. But, you know, it, it, it definitely long term has to come down to a convention. And the good news, millions, I mean, tens of millions of people have just been shoved over to our side on not only just principles of liberty, but also on the concept of taking power away from the federal government. So Joe Biden's actually, I think, in the long run, probably doing us a favor here because he's waking up a ton of Americans and he's taking people that were sitting on the fence and pushing them into our camp to say, man, I got to do something. What is the solution that's big enough to solve this massive problem? And as we know and your viewers know, it's Convention of States. Mm -hmm. And Rick, we've been talking in this, you know, the past few minutes about what is constitutional, what is not constitutional, what the Constitution means, what the Constitution does not mean. And I want to address uh, something that the National Archives Records Administration, uh, something they said about the Constitution. They labeled it as harmful content. They labeled the governing document, our, our American governing document, as harmful or difficult to view. And they also put this label on other uh, American documents, such as the Bill of Rights and also the Declaration of Independence. Uh, I was a bit flabbergasted hearing this. I Maybe the Constitution means something different for others. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm really flabbergasted with harmful to put that as a label for the Constitution. What do you make of this development? And what does the Constitution mean to you? Yeah, man, it's uh, I've, got, I've actually got an article coming out at the end of the week on Constitution Day um, that's going to be referencing this. I first saw this about eight years ago in some copies of the constitution that were being disseminated and they had a warning label on the first page the exact same warning label that now the archives have put out on on their website the shameful part here is uh, that it's the archives that's putting it out I, I i'm for and i would defend a private citizen or private organization's freedom of speech to say those very things even though i completely disagree with them and i carried that that copy of the constitution around in my classes and often read from it and said look at what they're saying about our constitution uh, but when we start doing that at the archives, I mean, come on, this is this is this is, as you said, our founding document doesn't mean that our nation was perfect in the founding. Of course not. Was it more perfect than any other nation in the history of the world? Absolutely. And did it become even a more perfect union? 
Over the last 230-some-odd years, absolutely it did. Have we not become the beacon of hope for the rest of the world, and why? Because of what that document put in place that allowed us to become a more perfect union. And, you know, this is all part of the woke, uh, frankly, Marxist idea to tear down the institutions, tear down uh, anything that comes from previous generations. Don't ask what if it had any good, just tear it down. If it came from a previous generation, it's bad, and we have to tear it down. And that's what these people are doing. That's what they've been doing for decades on college campuses, but for the last 18 months in our streets and in our cities and in our halls of, of, of Congress and our state legislature and our city councils, all the defund the police, it's all tied to the same thing. Anything about America and its past is evil and bad. They've been lying about who we are. It's totally out of context. Uh, when you actually put it in context, guys, we forget. I mean, we were the first nation to end the slave trade. We beat England by three weeks. We were the fourth nation to end slavery completely and sacrifice 600,000 folks to do that. Um, they, they paint this picture as if America was the only one with slavery. We even had a United States senator. Ivy League educated United States senators stand on the floor of the United States Senate last summer and say that America invented slavery. Now, I'm not I'm not going to assume that everybody out there has read the Bible, but you probably heard of this guy named Joseph that was sold by his brothers into. Yeah, you guessed it. Slavery. Um, you probably heard about this guy named Moses and, uh, you know, leading the children of Israel out of Egypt, out of yeah slavery. I think all of that was before 1776. But the ignorance of these people and their brazenness, they're, 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 they have no shame and they are willing to absolutely lie about who we are as Americans. And it's no longer this outside group. Folks, these are the people in our institutions. We saw it in Afghanistan. We saw it with the State Department undermining the rescue missions. They hate America. These bureaucrats in the State Department literally hate America. They are BLM Antifa people inside our institutions, the bureaucrats in our institutions, undermining the country so that we'll look bad around the world, even though it makes their president, Joe Biden, look, but they don't care. They are now not only at the National Archives and the State Department, they've infiltrated the bureaucracies across our country. And again, this is why we have to shrink the power of the federal government. They're taken organizations is the only way I know to put it. Even even the even our intelligence communities are now beginning to look like that if you look at their ads. So I'm not trying to depress everybody. I just think we need to be well aware of how bad the situation is when we're going to disparage our own founding documents uh, that through the amendment process have become the greatest founding, you know, uh, constitutional uh, document, the, the greatest constitution in the world provided more freedom and prosperity and liberty and benevolence and all of those things than any constitution in the history of the world. And we're going to disparage that document in this way and basically encourage citizens not to read it. Oh, I mean, we've got our work cut out for us, folks. It can be done. But, man, we've got to get busy, get off the sidelines, and rededicate ourselves to this cause. Well, toward that end, Rick, I'd like to talk for a minute about the partnership between our organizations and the opportunities for our viewers to take advantage of the resources both organizations have to offer. Convention of States and Patriot Academy have partnered together to provide constitutional training to tens of thousands of Americans. One example of that was the constitutional defense course at Front Sight in Nevada earlier this year, where hundreds of COS volunteers turned out for that event. We're offering this again in November, and we want to open it up to even more COS supporters. So tell us about this constitutional defense course and why you think it's important. 
Well, first of all, I got to say, I think one of the happiest days of my life, uh, not as good as when my kids were born or when I got married, but one of the happiest days of my life was when Monica Sellers sent me an email and said, Mark wants to go to Philadelphia with you and film in Independence Hall, and we want to start partnering with you. I mean, I'm telling you, I've been a wanted to do this for a very, very long time. I was super excited when that happened, and, and we did. We went out there, uh, had a chance to film in Independence Hall together, Meckler and I, and, and got to add that to our Constitution classes. And I don't know how many, honestly. I know it's tens of thousands that have come through um, both the Monday night class that Mark and I host together uh, for folks across the country, Tons of convention estates, volunteers across the country have been through that class. A lot of them are now hosting Constitution classes in their living rooms and in their churches and in their communities. So it's really helped us. We put 50,000 people through the course just this year. Um, it's really helped us to essentially equip the local activists to really understand what they're fighting for and give them the ammunition, the intellectual ammunition uh, to engage in that process on a good constitutional uh, foundation. And then the program that you mentioned, Constitutional Defense, gives you the chance to both get the intellectual ammunition, but also have a lot of fun and fellowship and get the very important skill of learning how to defend yourself and defend your family. Most conservatives say, I'm pro-Second Amendment and the Second Amendment protects all of our other rights, but they've never had any training. They don't carry their firearm. So if an incident happens at their Walmart or their, or their local restaurant or wherever they might be, grocery store, you never know where it's going to happen next. They're not prepared to defend their family. That was me. I was guilty of that. I had a concealed carry license for 15 years. I was a legislator fighting for the Second Amendment. I had a commercial from Charlton Heston when he was head of the NRA saying, Rick Green's a patriot you can trust supporting because I had passed all these pro-gun, you know, pro-Second Amendment, um, and, and pro-self-defense bills. But I didn't carry my own weapon because I had no training and I was worried about what might happen in my own lack of confidence in carrying it. And then finally, I went to front sight myself almost 10 years ago with my oldest son, um, changed my life. I mean, it really changed the way I, I walked, where I sit in restaurants, the, my thinking, my planning, all of those things. I'm 100% confident now in carrying my weapon. I know that I am prepared and able to defend my family should a bad situation arrive. And I was very naive before. I thought it's not going to happen to me or to my family. I ignored the fact that there's you know over a million violent incidents a, a year uh, in, in America and that we have to um, think about defending our family. And, and the founder said that, look, James Wilson, signer of the Constitution and the Declaration, said, if you get robbed in your house, guess what? It's your fault. It's your own negligence. You are, are the one responsible for your castle and you are the one that has to defend it. So anyway, we have a great time at Frontside. It's great fellowship. Most of the people that come have never touched a gun or never fired a gun, never had any training. Some that come have, have had training. They still have a great time and get better as well. But I'm telling you, the fellowship we had uh, for the Convention of States group was incredible. I'm talking tear-jerking incredible. We had wonderful evenings together, just having great fellowship, studying the Constitution. Mark really shared his heart and vision. It was it was phenomenal, and I can't wait to do it again in November. Um, we're going to pack that place out, and anybody out there that ha has a desire uh, to be confident and being able to defend your family and your home, um, you need to come get this training. It, it is really, really good. These are the best instructors on the planet. And if you just want to have good fellowship, no masks, Nobody pressuring you to wear masks or do any of that stuff. It's all up to you. Um, if you want to wear one, you can. But, I mean, it's a free place. We've been doing that since September. In fact, we sued the state of Nevada to be able to continue to do our classes. And uh, it's, uh, it's it's a great time. So, yeah, a wonderful run. Wonderful we're just mentioning part about all of these different courses that you offer, all these different training things. But you also have biblical citizenship. Would you be able to give us a little kind of overview of what biblical citizenship is? 
uh, what's going on in the current class that you have right now? And could you tell our viewers where they could go to or how they could join a biblical citizenship class? Yeah, first of all, the website's easy, biblicalcitizens.com, biblicalcitizens.com. Or if you just go to patriotacademy.com, you can find your way there. You know, we just we saw the attacks on the church last year, the shutting down of the church, and frankly, the lack of biblical knowledge in, in pastors um, about whether or not uh, the government had the power to do that and whether or not it was OK for them to stand up to that. And a lot of people were, you know, screaming Romans 13, you got to do whatever the government says. And that's an improper reading of, of Romans 13. You're supposed to uh, absolutely obey the government when it's doing good, but not whenever it's violating uh, the Bible. So that really kind of woke us up to say, you know, we need to take this Constitution training and do a course that is really biblically focused and, and helps people to understand the foundation of the Bible in America's foundation. The fact that it was biblical instruction that the founding fathers were weaving into our founding documents and into the way that they governed and set up uh, their the, the state governments and local governments. And so we wanted to get that biblical knowledge in terms of how the country works, but also for individuals to know that the Bible doesn't tell you to stay out of politics. It actually tells you that that the Bible applies to everything, including politics, because that's simply the way we form our, our culture and our society and how we treat our neighbors and all of those things. And so biblical citizenship in modern America is our newest constitution class. It's got Kurt Cameron in it. It's got Rabbi Daniel Lappin, Matt Staver, Congressman Barry Loudermilk, David Barton, Tim Barton, Mark Meckler. I mean, all these folks. Um, and, it, and it really is a good biblical application and an understanding of the Constitution itself. It combines those two, and people are excited about it. Like I said, 50,000 so far this year. We're doing that Monday night class. We've got about 30,000 that join us on Monday nights that, that are part of that class. Uh, Mark, what we do on Monday nights is Mark and I open it up with a few comments and, and kind of talk about whatever happened in the previous week just a little bit. We go into the videos for the class itself, and then we stay on pretty late. Uh, just answering questions. People get to ask whatever questions they have of Mark or me or whoever might be our special guest that particular evening. That's a really fun time on, on Monday nights to, to come together with people across the country. But what we highly recommend is doing this in your home or at your church, because it's going to what it's going to do is it's going to bring people into your sphere that wouldn't have otherwise joined you. And, it, and, and they're going to get educated. And over that eight week course, they're going to find hope. They're going to realize they're not alone. They're going to get the action step of being involved in Convention of States, and then they're going to become part of your activist group in your local community in your state. So it's a fantastic way to get people educated, give them hope and inspiration, but then move them into action. And all throughout the course, we're constantly moving them towards Convention of States and getting involved in the organization as the as the uh, boots on the ground, actual action steps that they can take once they finish the course. Well, Rick, before we let you go, I have to ask, what are your plans for Constitution Day? We hear there's an event coming up. Maybe you can tell our viewers about that. Man, I am so excited about this. So we're going to be in Dallas-Fort Worth this weekend, starting on the evening of Constitution Day. And we're going to have a dinner out at the stockyards. Congresswoman Lauren Boebert is coming out. She's amazing. She's If y'all haven't seen her, she's the one with the restaurant called Shooters where all of her waitresses are packing and, and, uh, and open carrying. And, and anyway, she won a seat in Congress this last year. And she has been probably one of the most important voices, certainly I think maybe the most effective voice in Congress over the last seven or eight months. Her social media and her videos are incredible. She really knows how to influence the debate effectively. I've been super proud of her. She's one of our graduates. She's been through our Constitutional Live 
program and talks about how it helps her in Congress to, to govern effectively and to influence the debate well. So she's our special guest Friday night, as well as State Senator Bob Hall, who's another one of our graduates who has done an incredible job in, in Texas at uh, forcing the medical board and the pharmacy and everybody else last summer. Uh, to not stop the distribution of things like hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin and those things. He's been really good on fighting the COVID crackdowns. He's going to be there. A lot of our Patriot Academy grads. We've even got the third-ranked lightweight in the world in the UFC, Benel Dariush, an Iranian-born uh, American that hates communism and Marxism, speaks out against it incredibly well. He's going to be sharing. It's going to be a great evening. Uh, just looking forward to a fantastic time. And then the next day, we're going over to Glenn Beck's place. We're going to do um, at the American Journey Experience, a Constitution coach training. So it's a chance to really learn how to be a Constitution coach and do these classes in your home or online or at your church. Uh, we've got Alan West coming to that and a lot of other folks that are going to come and share. It's going to be a great day over there. Tim Barton and David Barton are going to take us through the vault. We're going to see all those and hold those original documents. It's going to be incredible. Now, I realize it's just a few days away, so most people watching this can't make plans. Now, if you're in Dallas-Fort Worth and you want to be a part of this, then please join us. In fact, I would love, I'm just going to give away a, a table or two. If you're a convention of states activist, if you're part of convention of states, then I'd love for you to come for free to the dinner on Friday night and join us. So email K, that's K-A-Y, at patriotacademy.com and tell her, Rick said I could come to this dinner for free. Where's my barbecue? Um, and then you can get on the list and, and come Friday night for free. So if you're anywhere where you can come to Fort Worth and be there Friday night, we'd love to have you. But most of you, I know, can't do that because you're across the country and it's too far. So we have a streaming option for you. If you go to patriotacademy.com, right there on the homepage, you'll see the big advertisement for the dinner. Click on that. It'll take you to the main page for the dinner. Scroll down. And it'll give you that streaming option. You can do a donation of any amount that you want and be able to stream not only Friday night, but the training all day Saturday as well. So we'll take you through via video and you'll get to see the American Journey experience. So please be a part of it. We we want uh, to team up more and more with Convention State, so we'd love to have a ton of y'all with us on Friday night and Saturday. I can't think of a better way to honor the Constitution. What a great event. Yeah, it's going to be good. Mm -hmm. And, well, and by the way, part of why we're having the dinner, the main reason we're having the dinner, this is the kickoff of our fundraising effort for the Patriot Academy campus. We're actually building a campus in Texas we're rebuilding while everybody else is looking at the rubble in America and saying, it's over. Grab your guns and canned food. Go hide out at the ranch. And they're checking out. We're saying, no, 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 no. We're going to rebuild. We're picking up the pieces. We're going to rebuild the walls, as the verse in Nehemiah says, arise and rebuild the walls that we may no longer be a reproach. Anyway, that's what this uh, Friday night's kind of kicking off. But it's going to be a wonderful time to celebrate the Constitution and really rededicate ourselves to, to preserving liberty for the next group of Americans and the next generation to be able to enjoy the freedom we've enjoyed. Well, it's a great time for Convention of States and Patriot Academy to be kind of linked together right now. Mm -hmm. It's really exciting. Looking forward to the future. Rick, thank you so much for joining us uh, today. Uh, right. You're always welcome on the program. Whenever you'd like to come join us, we'd love to have you again. Well, thanks for what y'all are doing. Keep up the great work. Everybody redouble your efforts. It's just growing and growing and growing. We're going to get there. Uh, we have to get there. If we don't do this, we're going to lose the country. That's That should be our motivation. This is the linchpin. Uh, so thank you to everybody watching. Thank you for the phone calls you're making to legislators and all the work you're doing in your community to make this happen. And uh, just I appreciate it. My kids appreciate it. And my future grandkids and great grandkids appreciate it. That's what we're really fighting for. All right. We are going to transition to COS Vice President Mike Ruthenberg, who has the answer for our for our Article 5 trivia giveaway. Mike, over to you. <laughs> Thank you.
All right. Well, thanks for coming back. I hope you guys are excited from seeing an incredible show. And I hope that you're excited to find out that you knew the answer to our trivia question, which is important where we're giving away a Hell No Joe hat, Hell No Joe shirt, whichever you choose. If you were the lucky winner to get this thing, this answer first, if not, just go to shopconventionestates.com. That's shopconventionestates.com. You can order one yourself. Or I know earlier, producer G flashed a picture of our brand new Defiant t-shirt that says, come and make me. That's another shirt you can pre-order right now. It'll be here in a couple of weeks. And whether or not you're for the vaccine or against the vaccine doesn't matter. We're talking about the mandate with that shirt and it'll start some great conversations. Here's the answer to our trivia question. Remember, the question was, in order, name the three branches of the U.S. government as outlined in Articles 1, 2, and 3 of our incredible Constitution. The answer, the first three articles of the Constitution detail enumerated powers of the three branches of government. Here they are. Legislative, executive, judicial. That's the order they come. And this brilliant structure is unique in human history because it protects the rights of people by checking power against, by, by checking the power against the power within our government. James Madison said, and this is an important quote, the accumulation of all powers, legislative, executive, and judiciary in the same hands, whether of one or a few or many, may justly be pronounced the very definition of tyranny. So each of these federal branches has ways of limiting the power of the others. Separation of powers is crucial to protecting our liberty. But what happens if all three branches get out of control? What recourse would the people have? That's why the framers gave the states the ultimate power to check all three branches of the federal government by proposing constitutional amendments through Article 5. How do we fight back against an out-of-control federal government? By closing loopholes to its power through state-proposed constitutional amendments. It's been done before, and we can do it again. And if you want to learn more about this, just go to conventionofstates.com. You'll see some incredible information that will educate you on why our framers put this in and how it works. Back to you, Rita. Back to you, Andrew. Thanks so much for having me. We do this show every week in order to reach, teach, and activate Americans with the constitutional empowerment gifted to we the people. The framers knew that this day might come, and that is why they included Convention of States in Article 5 of the Constitution. We believe that the best days for America are still ahead, but only if we do what it takes. It won't happen by osmosis, and it certainly won't happen just by watching this broadcast. Millions of Americans have signed our petition and thousands of volunteers are doing the work required to restore our republic. These heroes need your help. If not you, then who? If not now, then when? Like the founders, we must act. This is the moment when history is made. If you're ready to take your place among the Americans who did whatever it took to save the Republic, 
sign up for one of the volunteer roles with Convention of States. We look for team players who are eager to see America reach a new golden age of freedom and prosperity. We'll give you all the training you need and plug you into a community that engages in the only solution as big as the problem. If you'd like to learn more about being a COS activist, go to conventionofstates.com and click on the Take Action tab to get started. And also don't forget to follow us on all of our social media platforms. We got Rumble, MeWe, YouTube, Facebook, Parler, Instagram, wherever you get your social media buzz, make sure that you are following us. Make sure you're liking and sharing our content as well. You can also listen to this program and other historic legacy content on our new podcast. Search Convention of States on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Apple Music, or you can text start to four or five four five 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 to bypass the big tech and you can get the you can get content directly from us you know big tech is always trying to censor so go ahead and go to start text start to five four five 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 check out the battle cry on sunday evenings with cos president mark meckler at 8 p.m eastern time and we will see you back next week at 6 p.m eastern time for another edition of cos live Remember, if you are looking for the person who is going to restore the Republic, do not look to DC. Instead, hold up a mirror because it's going to be you. This has been the podcast version of COS Live. Check out more content at conventionofstates.com slash pod. Thank you for listening.